Project Aryag Day 39, Mitzvah Resh Mem Dalad, and that is not to crossbreed different species of animals. The Pasuk says, One shouldn't cause crossbreeding between different species of domestic animals. And that doesn't just mean not allowing them to be in the same pen or enclosure. It means actively being involved in causing them to crossbreed. The reason for the mitzvah says the Chinuch, the Kadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem creates the world with obviously level of intelligence which only He has, understanding only He has, and therefore He creates all the different forms of animals and creatures based on what He needed them to be in the world and to do, each one to do a specific job in the world. And obviously only Hashem knows that. He's the only one who understands the master plan of what every atom, every element in the world is meant to do. And that's what the Pasuk says. At the end of the prayer it says, When Hashem saw everything created, everything was considered very good. What does it mean when Hashem sees things as being very good? He explains that understood how everything has its function to play in the full scale of the creation. And it doesn't mean that Hashem went to look at everything after He created it to see it was good. Because by Kaddish Baruch Hu, the same knowledge He had beforehand what was going to be as what He could see afterwards what had been created. And therefore, the Torah is borrowing the terminology that a person would use. For example, when He wanted to look at something. And therefore, a person would see the value of something by being able to see its functionality in the bigger picture. And therefore the meant is HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Mechavin, had intention for everything he created to, to fulfill its role in the bigger picture of creation. And therefore he was Mitzavah, he instructed each thing to create more of its own type. The Basak says, Laminehu, each one in its own type, to continue the original job that that species had within the creation of the world. And therefore, Hashem instructs us not to change, so to speak, the species in the world by crossbreeding them and making new varieties of animals that Hashem didn't want it to be. And this Chilak uh, explains the same principle of the mitzvah will also apply to other Yisurim, such as crossbreeding kilaim, different kinds of trees of vegetation as well. Even though it's also to do that, not just for domestic animals, the same thing will apply to wild animals, to birds, even to sea creatures. That's also for a person to be involved in crossbreeding. If a person would do this, the resultant animal would, would be muted to be used or eaten, as long as both of the parent animals were kosher animals. It's likewise also for a Jew to get a non-Jew to crossbreed animals for him or for a Jew to crossbreed two animals on behalf of somebody else. What's considered a certain species of animal can be even a different subcategory of the same species. For example, the Gemara says that wild ducks and domestic ducks are considered a different species and therefore it would be also to 
breed the one with the other one. Same thing, we have a koi, which is a product of, according to one opinion of the Gemara, a deer and the sheep. And here also, being that neither min completely, it will be asked to cause it to breed with either the deer or the sheep. When coming to define what something is, there's a question in the Gemara whether we just look at the biological matter of the animal or we consider the father as well. There's Machalikas in the Gemara, there are those who say, therefore, the sense is not a clear sack in the Gemara, we should be choshesh to make sure that the species of the father is the same as the species of the mother and the, and the animal that we wants to pair it up with. Whereas the shit of the Rambam is, and the riff, the shit of the riff is, the Ryan doesn't look at the father, one just looks at the biological mother of the animal. This is applies in every place and time, both the men and the ladies, and if a person is over in this and actively causes two men into a crossbreed, then he'll get Malchus, for being over in the later, I say, and if he didn't actually bring them to breed with each other, but he just helped them, so to speak, um, then he gets Malchus Madus, which is a bonus penalty, to discourage people from breaking the Torah. Mitzvah Mem and that is not to plant different species of Kilaim and not to graft trees of two different species, which is also a form of Kilaim. The Pasuk says, Sadcha Kilaim, which means don't plant your field Kilaim with different species together. So, for example, to mix wheat and barley seeds or any other two grains and plant them in the same field would be over in this Isser. Here also the reasons for the same as before, that Hashem created the world the way He wanted it to be, with the specific items that He wanted there to be in order to do the job the world has to do, and Hashem did not want the different creations He created to be diluted, changed, modified by people crossbreeding them. And the Isser applies not just to different grains or vegetables, but also to two different trees, except the Isra as a place of trees is not to plant two trees alongside one another, that would be allowed, but when it comes to trees, the Isra would be to craft the two trees, which means to plant the one inside the other one, so that it sucks its nutrients from a different tree. When it comes to the Isra, I would apply both to the person who would plant it, who would uh, weed the area around it, who would cover the seeds with sand and help it grow, they're all over in this Isra of Kilaim. It doesn't make a difference what to do with his hand, his foot, different different implements, it's also all called Kilaim. Same thing if a person has a pot plant, which has a hole at the bottom and therefore could connect, so to speak, to the ground, then a person would be over in Kilaim on things he had planted in pot plants as well. Even though it's also to plant different grains together as kilaim or to graft two trees, the resultant fruits or the resultant crop which grows is allowed to be eaten. And Torah didn't forbid the, prof- the outcome to be used. Now there's a, another din, and that is if seeds of different species would get mixed up with each other. For example, a person has wheat seeds and barley seeds and they get combined. And if you just plant the seeds, then there would be a mixture of wheat and barley growing in his field. The halacha is, if there's more of the one to the other, 
than 1 in 23, or even those by different pulses that is more than 1 in 24, then the Arachis will have to separate seed by seed to make sure that he doesn't plant them together. Less than that amount is allowed to plant them, but Basin needs to issue a proclamation to every Rosh Chodesh Adar that people should go to their fields and see that there's no other species growing between their grains, and if there would be, then they would have to remove them. Similarly, there's a halacha that one's not allowed to two, plant two different species side by side without any gap in between them, it looks like they're being planted together. How much of a gap a person has to leave would depend on what species it is. So, for example, the Gemara says when it comes to vegetables, if you can plant different vegetables in the same vegetable patch, then the longest needs a separation of three tvachim between each two types, that would be allowed. When it comes to vegetables, even if they're very leafy vegetables and the leaves would, so to speak, get entangled in each other, as long as where they're planted there's a three tefach gap between them, it would be mutter. It's everything the other way around. And that is that even if the the two vegetables, the roots would be sucking the nutrients together, as long as there's a gap, it's mutter. Chinuch explains because the Torah was marked only when it has both conditions together. That they have to be drawing nutrients from each other and they should look like they, they're mixed and they're not being um, grown separately. That's when a person plants different species in his field. However, regarding his neighbor, if he wanted to plant one species in his property and his neighbor wanted to plant a different species in his property, when it comes to two species of grains, that would be mutter. We also learn that this Isra of Kilaim of planting only applies near Israel. Whereas when it comes to grafting two different trees, that Isra would apply in Chutzlaret as well. The Gemara compares grafting two trees to Kilaim of two animals, which would apply regardless of where one is. And therefore, when it comes to the Isra of planting different grains together, it applies only to Israel, both men and to ladies. In Chutzlaris, it would be mutter to mix different seeds and plant them together. The same thing in Israel, the Israel only applies to a Jew. To instruct a guy to plant kilaim wouldn't be Osir as far as the planting goes, but when they start to grow, it would be also for the Jew to allow them to continue growing when they mix with each other. When it comes to grafting trees, this issue applies both the Mediterraneans in Israel and in Chutzlaret, and here would even be asked to instruct a guy to graft a tree for him. It doesn't make a difference if one's grafting the tree on another tree, or even somehow grafting the tree onto a vegetable. A person is over in either of these, which means either planting different seeds together, or grafting trees. The note I say, and if he does it, the maize he'll be chayv malchus. Mitzvah Reish Mem Vav is the Isser not to eat Arla, which means not to eat the fruit of the tree in the first three years after it's been planted. Whether one plants a seed or one grows a tree from a branch or a sapling. The Allah is that the Sunday plants the trees which are grown for fruit, whereas if a person is planting the tree for the wood, 
the din of Arda doesn't apply. If later he changes his mind and wants to use the fruit as well, then now that it's become a fruit-bearing tree, then Arda will apply to it. Just like the fruit is high in Arda, same thing, the shell or the peel of the fruit is high in Arda as well. We pass on that the din of Arla applies even to trees which were planted for the benefit of the public, or trees which were planted for the mitzvah, or even if a person planted some kind of a tree in a pot plant without holes in it, there would still be a chiv of Arla. The din of the shamer of the pre, the cover of the pre which is chayv in Arla, is only on condition that it's there to protect the, to protect the fruit from dying, and without this protection the fruit would die, and that it was there from um, the beginning of the formation of the pre. But the answer applies in every place in time, both the men and the ladies. The Rambam writes about this, that even though the Ikadids and Eretz Yisrael, like all ground-related mitzvahs, he says that halacha la Moshe Misinai, instruction given to Moshe Misinai, that it applies in Chutz Laaretz as well. The Gemara also learns that Safek Arla is Mutter, and therefore if a person is not sure if something is Arla, or one sees somebody who is not aware of it, eating something which might be Arla, he's not, you know, one doesn't have to prevent him from doing that, it's considered a Safek, and in, as opposed to other derises, where a person has to be Machmir, here the Halacha was given, that one can be Makil, in the case of a Safek Arla. A person who transgresses this love and eats arla, if he eats a kazais of it, or even of either of the fruits, or even of the peel or the shell of the fruit, it'd be chayv malchus. Mitzvah resh mem zayin, and that's the mitzvah of netza revoy, which means the fruit of the fourth year, and they're considered kodesh, and they have to be eaten in Yerushalayim. Just like my sashani, as the pasuk says, of Ashana revis. It doesn't have to be given to the Kohenim or anyone else. The Allah is the owners themselves are meant to take it and eat it in Yerushalayim. The reason for the mitzvah, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants that a person should arouse himself to thank Hashem, because that gratitude creates the conduit that Hashem can send down more blessing and bracha to the person, and since that's what Hashem wants, in order to be able to give to Klai Yisrael, therefore he is Mitzavah to bring the first fruit we are allowed to eat, after the three years of Arla, who was not allowed to eat the fruit, the first fruit and the fourth fruit, which is allowed to eat, that we brought to Yishalayim, and just like the Maishashani, it's a place where one can connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's a source of Bracha, and that's when he will use the opportunity to thank Hashem and deserve to get the bracha. The second reason, being as a person will have to eat a lot of his produce in Yerushalayim, whether it's Netzer Revai or Maaseh Shani or Maaseh Behemoth, that will cause him or at least some of his family members to be there for extended periods of time. And that's also a tale Hashem wanted because by seeing the Avod of the Maaseh and how people are being over with Hashem, will have an effect on the person. And like the Pasuk says, we learn the year of Hashem, Kalayamim. 
the Ramban gives a different reason, which also includes the Isra of Arla, and that is he says that it's appropriate that the first of every species we bring to Hashem, just like the Bikurim, and therefore the first fruit we should bring to Hashem as well. However, the, first, the fruit for the first three years that they're growing on the tree are not good quality fruits yet. There are also not so many fruit yet. There some trees, he says, even which don't yet have fruit for the first three years. And therefore, it's only after three years when the fruit which are being produced are good quality, luscious fruit, that's when a person is meant to bring the best of English. He adds in as well that to eat fruit at the beginning of the, so to speak, the first three years of the tree, when it hasn't fully developed yet, so the fruits aren't considered edible either yet, and uh, it would be harmful to a person, and therefore the Torah forbids them, like the Torah forbids all foodstuffs which would harm the person. Being as Neta is very similar to Masashani, the Gemara learns that just like a person can be poida, redeem Masashani, and instead of carrying the fruits to Shulayim, you can bring the money to Shulayim and spend it on buying food there, the same thing would apply to Neta Revai, a person is allowed to be poida to redeem it, and to take the money to Shulayim to be eaten there. If a person wants to be paid to his own uh, net revoy, the lock is he has to add a fifth. If a person would be paid for somebody else, then there would be no deal of adding a fifth. Similarly, a person can't be paid there, he can't redeem his Maishashani until it's at least grown to the, the level where it's high in Maishat. And in the case of grain, that's about a third of its full growth. Same thing according to the Rambam. Was not allowed to pay the netrevoim is still attached to the ground, he has to harvest it first. But the Rash and others argue with us. The whole one can pay the and the netrevoim even when it's still attached to the ground. The money which one gets for the netrevoim is considered Mamun Kavaya, and therefore, even though it's meant to be used on spending for food in Shalim, it can't be used for other purposes. When it comes to uh, grapes of a grapevine which uh, are now in their fourth year the person can either choose to be pointed and redeem the grapes or he could choose to first squeeze into wine and redeem the wine the same thing would apply to oil the person can pointed the oil instead of the olives but other species of fruit one has to pointed the fruit and not the, the liquid or the juice which comes from it the Gemara says that then a person has to pay to the fruit for what they're worth, but if a person would be paid to even a large amount, for a small amount of money, it would be chal, it would be enough to transfer the kadusha from the one to the other one. Malach is that the fruit in his fourth year is no din of, of payah and shikha, which means the gift normally given to the poor, something by a vineyard, which is revoy, is no din of payah and which are the din of what's given to the Oni in a vineyard. Same thing, one doesn't have to separate trumas and masses from Revoy, one takes a whole, a whole year's crop of Shalim and eats it there. Mitzvah of Revoy applies only in Eretz Yisrael when there's a base of Mikdash, both to man and to woman, it doesn't apply in Chutzlaret, just like there's no Maishashani in Chutzlaret, and who in other countries near to Eretz Yisrael, such as Syria, that there would be no, the Rambam holds, there's no din of Netaravoy. There are those who argue and hold that the din of Ravoy does apply, at least by Nechutz Laretz, at least Midrabanan, 
and therefore a person would have to take a small amount of money to be paid at the fruits of the fourth year and then destroy the money because he can't use it to turn Yushalayim and when he does that he's allowed to eat the fruits. That applies to a grapevine, however other fruit trees there's milag is not to be machmer bichlal in chutzlar it's about not to avoid. If a person's over in this mitzvah and he doesn't take the fruits of the Netzavah to Yishalayim or redeem them, then he's been battled as Mitzvah say, and he's losing the chance to be given the additional bracha, which, as we saw before, was the point that Kodesh Baruch enacted this mitzvah.